Hey everyone, this episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by Autotempest.com. Autotempest.com really takes a lot of the legwork out of finding the perfect car. Whether you're actually looking for a new car, a used car, or whether you're just doing what I do and browsing about the internet, Autotempest.com is here to help you out. Why? Because normally you have to go to every different site that sells cars and repeat your search terms. You go to cars.com, eBay, CarSoup, CarsDirect, etc., and then you have to type the same stuff in all over again. It's annoying. Autotempest.com, you fill out the form once, it searches all those sites for you, and then compares to results from AutoTrader and all of Craigslist nationwide. Not just locally, folks, all of Craigslist nationwide. So you can find the exact car you want for the best price without wasting a ton of your time browsing around to all of these different sites. They streamline the process, folks. Autotempest.com. I use them. It is a great time killer for me, and uh, and I suggest you have a look at it as well. Uh, and how about Beeline Coffee? It's our favorite coffee. It's the most delicious. It's single origin. It's micro-brewed. They have dark roast, light roast, medium roast, decaf, espresso. They got all the products there. Uh, and if you use code TST, at checkout. That's easy. It's code TST at checkout. I'll give you 15% off your entire order. Whether you're just buying one single bag of coffee, maybe you want to try the Smoking Tire Roast. It's delicious. Or maybe you want a year-long subscription so that Beeline Coffee just shows up at your place every month for a whole year or anything in between. Code TST will get you 15% off your entire purchase at Beeline Coffee. My new podcast, the Watch and Listen podcast, is now live in audio and video form. Uh, you can search for it on iTunes. You can search for it on YouTube.com slash Watch and Listen podcast, all written out. Me and the watchmaker Cameron, Ro- Cameron Weiss uh, talking about Everything that goes into the world of watches, whether it's mega high-end Audemars Piguet Grand Complications or entry-level Seikos, Russian stuff, even digital watches, we talk about all of it. Not smartwatches. We don't do smartwatches because smartwatches... Nah, it sucks. It's not our thing. Check out the Watch and Listen podcast on iTunes, Android platforms at shoutengine.com slash watch and listen, or the video version on YouTube. Subscribe, please subscribe at youtube.com slash watch and listen podcast. Um, lastly, Saturday, March 24th, I will be appearing at HoopDecon at the 24 Hours of Lemons Sonoma. Uh, that's pretty much all all day on Saturday, March 24th. Uh, come out, watch some uh, shitbox racing. Say hello to me. There's a barbecue uh, contest. I think they're cooking barbecue on engines, if I'm not mistaken. There's a crap can film contest. There's a Radwood-themed uh, 80s and 90s car show. And I'll be there, along with uh, your pal Mike Musto, some of the other uh, San Francisco auto writers contingent. If you would like to come say hello, that's uh, Saturday, March 24th at Sonoma Raceway. Come say hi. And now, uh, on with the podcast. This is a cool episode of this show. We have a very interesting guest. Uh, my friend Carl Muth uh, is on the program today. Carl is a serious diehard uh, car guy who is 
been on many adventures. He has that uh, LS-swapped Jaguar that everyone loves so much on the one-takes. He's a Toyota truck fan. Uh, he's been around the world. He's a philanthropist. He's an entrepreneur. And uh, he is quite the character. So uh, here, enjoy this episode with Mr. Carl Muth. Carl looks like me after AIDS. It's <laughs> too tan, though. Too, but yeah, like too health, like a healthy recovering on the way up. After, <laughs> after the magic drugs? On the upswing. You got dengue fever yeah. for two months. This is it now. Ready? Smoking Tar Podcast. Starting. Knock, knock wood. We're going to make it through this one. I promise you. Zachary in the studio. A whack against the limiter right there. <laughs> Carl, Carl Muth in the studio. What's happening, brother? Hey, not much. Welcome. Thanks for having me. The philanthropist, project car builder, wearer of amazing striped pants. Guy striped pants. Doesn't Spouse work, of a Hannah, well just like me. Podcast. Yeah. It, this is a video podcast. Yeah, well, oh, so. stand up. On, here, now now yeah. we're on you. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Boom, the pants. pants. I feel like your hierarchy was unfair there. Yes. He knows how to fucking dress, this guy. He knows how to dress. And I feel like you don't... It's not like you just go out and blow cash on clothes, either. You just know how to put it together right. I, I try... I, You're a man of style. Well, you, I, you I clearly, have a shopper. It's the terrible you, part. Do you have a shopper? I actually do have really? a shopper, yeah. How's that? A, is that nice? Yeah, it's awesome. Does it work out? Yeah, her name's Samantha. And uh, does she know you, like, very huge, well? Huge credit to Samantha Barney's. Um... <laughs> Never mind. But I was like, you don't even spend a lot of money. Like, oh wait, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but no, she's get this. She's been my shopper at Barney's for thirteen years. Really? Yeah. And it's she like, and she doesn't like own Barney's now, right? That was. It's not called Samantha's yet, is right? it? That was Jennifer Aniston's job in Friends for like three seasons. Oh yeah, and, and then like she went and exist. then she went to work for Ralph Lauren. That's right. That's yeah. Very weird. Uh huh. Uh, we but you're really, clearly you're clearly a man with aesthetic taste because you know the jaguar is like everything's you know you got the calligraphy. That's I know that's not even the right term. Oh, but you, we, I wanted to make you him like right. Look nice. Thank you for reminding me. We need to make Carl right while he's here. We need to prove it. I had to lace a fucking shoe and <laughs> lace a shoe to prove that I could do it. Carl needs to write like three sentences. I put your handwriting on Instagram because I didn't believe it was real. Where and it's real. What what prep school do they teach you to write like that? <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> George Washington Prep School of George right. Washington. Yeah, you you need to start out. Um, you need to start out with a grandmother who really gives a shit about how you write. Really? That was like number one, probably. Yeah. So did your? I mean, I mean, I had the most preppy like grandma upbringing, like reciting poetry and like learning French and Latin and like that's hilarious. all that shit at like, home with grandma at home with grandma like a cla- like classical I mean, I, training I had, I had a pretty preppy upbringing period but at home with grandma as well yeah Tim keep going you go you'll find it you, if it's right there we have I have a sample we can we <laughs> that you sent me a sample we can bring you gotta up keep here finding my, it but like oh, these are actually, my Jort de Jong class notes at Harvard on the right yeah that is so your notes like <laughs> Because you, you sent me and Hannah a thank you note, and I forget what it was for, but it was the handwriting. Hannah opened it and went, this isn't a human that you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and was, like, And your notes from Harvard look like the the Constitution. I mean, honestly, like no one writes like that. It's so crazy. How do you send mail through time? 
I feel like <laughs> here's 1500s Carl, and he's like, Dear Matthew Farrow, you will one day be the successful entrepreneur of a YouTube Every channel. Every time someone opens a letter, they're going to say, Great Scott! <laughs> So, yeah, so, I, I imagine, I imagine like Horatio Pagani probably is a font like that. Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, or like people like that. Yeah, probably. if not the Constitution, I was going to say like Da Vinci. It's a <laughs> very heard, Da Vinci. Like Can you write as fast as a normal person with that you yeah. know, style? I wow. mean, yeah. That's I don't think crazy. people can actually write that fast. I bet if you wrote now, a but, if you uh, wrote a not guilty plea for a ticket in that handwriting, they're just like, I'm not fucking with this guy, then let him let him go. You can't write tickets, people on horseback. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like oh. you're 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 one of those people. We have friends that are from the 1800s, and <laughs> John Bothwell yeah, is from the 1800s, exactly. and then you're from the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> you could write his brochure for you know whatever car he would make back then. I mean, yeah. you've got your. Like Cameron Weiss has his eighteen hundred skills. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got actually a couple people, probably. Yeah, like we machinist some, level people. Some tradesmen. Are, yeah. Like, what is your other than your handwriting? Do you have another eighteen hundreds level skill? I don't think so. I can, can you like cite like? Can you turn like an engineering drawing into a into a building or something? Sadly, not. No, I can weld pretty well. That's a good skill. Not really an eighteen hundred skill though. Zach went to like intro to welding class. Yeah, did, did we? Ever, Meg, it was cool. Did we ever actually talk about how that went? Was it fun? It's real fun. Do you, really did weird. you feel like you can do anything practical now? Uh, I would want to do more practice, like, before I build a cage or something. But, right, but if know. we were lemons racing, do you feel like you could repair something? Maybe? Yeah. Would you then get in the car and drive it? <laughs> I'd have to. But what, what's would you get in the car and crash it? Yeah. What, what, what's nerve-wracking, though, is you know welding on a car while there's still gas in the tank. And I know mm. that the heat doesn't transition all the way, but yeah. that is something I would need to read up on before. Where I'm did we like, do hey, that? Let's fix this bracket. What race did we do that in? Oh, I don't think you were there. I think that was when I raced at uh, Chump Car Road America when there was a snow red flag. <laughs> I was not there. Are you talking about build quality, though? Like, stuff has changed so much. Like, you look oh, at yeah. welds now, and you look at welds on, like, your Fox body. Oh, or, dude. Or, like, whatever. <laughs> that's an example of particularly I mean, egregious <laughs> but, but that's when Ford was quality was job one, right? Quality was quality. Quality <laughs> was job 16, I think. Well, remember, we, well, remember the precision never rests. The well, sign above the corner. We went door. to uh, what the Magnaflow factory, and they have yeah. like the, the, all the machines, the robots that weld now, and it's oh, yeah. you know the, it just turns the thing, and it's a perfect just laser, bzz, and every bead is the exact same size. Yeah. And it's just a circle, and it spits it out. Robot yeah. welders, the shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's first, what's happening with cars, dude. First time. dude the, the new JL Wrangler, if you look at the the welds on the door seams, it's just tink, 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 and it's not consistent either. It looks random as hell. At least it on looks the, random. I haven't seen it in person. I feel like it was engineered by someone. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. thought one, of one something, would, one right? would hope. No, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a robot so that kind of effort into that. Yeah. One would hope. You're you, you're yeah. a Jeep guy, right? Are you a Toyota I, I've guy? I've never I've never had a Jeep. I've actually never had. Trying to think if this is true. I don't think I've ever had an American car, and I know you have like some latent really? patriotism. I don't. I have yeah. latent patriotism. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, a, I have mild I patriotism. Yeah, I'm trying That's to think. True. Like, I've never owned a front wheel drive car. I don't never. Think I, no, I don't think I've ever owned an American car. So well, you know, what? Like you're, ri- you're rich enough where neither of those things really comes into play. <laughs> at a certain point, reality has to set in. But that's not to say that you you don't your cars aren't like snob. Your truck is bitching. Yeah, I mean, it's not pull like- that pull that up, Timmy. You're you kind of got like well known in the Toyota forum for doing this Tacoma that like really is delightful. Well, I get I get stopped more in the truck than anything else. 
Though honestly, after the one take with the Jag aired, I started getting people like, "Oh, are you? Were you getting you get pseudo yeah. celebrity stopped?" Well, I mean, because well, you're such a I good character. I get gas too. station stopped. Oh, okay, people yeah. are like, "Oh, that's cool." And like, how is that car? That Jag, awesome. So it's fifty two hundred miles on from when we drove it together. Um, shifter rattles fixed. Since Man, that, that, the, that got fixed like immediately. Didn't fixed, that get like, fixed in two week. seconds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Some metal plastic, like plastic thing retainer clip yeah. in the shifter itself. Oh, that's good to know. Um, there it is in the snow. Yeah, awesome there is the it? snow. So uh, huh? I've got on Sato Zero <laughs> there. What's the, the? I put the tire size on. Oh yeah, it's now available on two seventy five for the rears. That's what did I you have could, on there before? I was running two fifty five. Uh, Michelin snows last year. I think. How is it in the snow? Ooh. It's great. Is it? It's great. I sure. mean, it's it's got limited slip, so it's all right. Yeah. It's heavy. It's long. It'd be, it'd be yeah. so much. Fun. It's actually not heavy. What's funny? One of the misconceptions about XJ is so that's a that's a steel. It's the final steel body XJ, and people are like, oh, it must be so heavy. It's actually lighter than the first gen aluminum car because it's smaller. The X three hundred eight had to be so heavy i think to meet crash standards and stuff oh maybe because like nobody was building aluminum cars if you look mm-hmm. at the history of all aluminum cars you've got the nsx yeah they've got the d2 generation audi a8, a8 i was gonna say yeah and, and then, then this jag you've got like the jag in you know oh three or something so they hadn't figured it out yet i think they just hadn't figured it out yet and if you so look, what does it actually weigh uh, mine weighs like 34 something. Oh, it's that light? Wow. Oh, yeah. I did not realize yeah. it was that light. First gen aluminum car is like 3,900. Is yours light? I don't remember because it's been two years, but is yours lighter than it was stock? It is lighter than stock. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it had an iron I block, took, right? took a lot of stuff out. No, the four liter was an all aluminum Oh, it was? Okay. It was an all aluminum motor. It did have iron liners, I think. Where'd, so where'd you get the weight out of it? Uh, that's a huge job. So, the ZF Trans that was in it's almost 400 pounds. Is it uh, really? Yeah. Holy T- shit. <laughs> T-, T56 Magnum is, uh, I think, 210 with fluids. Um, and you're then... A little, you're a little closer, stay a little closer to the mic, buddy. Sorry. So I'm trying to make you consistent. Sorry. I said, Timmy's got to work over there. Right, I want you to yeah. tell your story, but I got want it. them to hear you, bro. So, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, you save a lot of weight in the... Uh, in the trans and some of the other stuff that we did, the interior, we took out a lot of just stock sound deadening and other crap. I really um, like that you re- you use those RS4 seats, or is that right, in the back, in the front? Uh, Audi seats, Audi yeah. seats, sorry. Yeah. I just thought that was a really, really clever solution to, you know, modernizing the seat and not having to go, like, like custom design your own, you know, interior padding. What do you want to design for? Like, find you know, one that kind of fits. And yeah. That car has kind of a high floor, actually. There's that, it's the... The space is unique. It, most luxury cars are, it's sort of like pancaked a bit. You don't have a lot of room to work with. It's a with shorter them. greenhouse than yeah. you think. And <clears throat> I feel like now sedans are almost built with a high waistline to almost feel SUV-like. Well, it's crash standards. You know? It's the side, so, imp- side impact yeah. standards and the more you know, the more shoulder and the less glass and blah, blah, blah. Well, and I think there's a stylistic, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. I mm-hmm. met him in Detroit last week. Um who designed the 300C? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but, that, was, that was the first big step uh, into high yeah, he's, he's a you know huge proponent of those shapes, and I mean, it's almost like the it's almost like the upside down of the Aston ratios. Yeah, yeah, the in, yeah, the know? thirds, the rule yeah, of thirds. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's with 300C. <laughs> it's like the rule of fifths, and it's just like <laughs> John Varvados. 
John. No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I'm reading the. Oh, sorry. I read the first thing I saw. And it was like John Barbados. So and then I awesome. saw <laughs> awesome. John Barbados edition Limited 300 edition. At first, I was like, "You're an idiot," and then I was like, "Great deadpan," and then I was like, "No, no, no, wait, you're an idiot." <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, He's a clothing designer. Steinman cool. wears exclusively. John Varvatos. This, this oh, guy, Ralph Gilles did it. Yeah, exactly, oh, was, yeah. Oh, that's Ralph. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. he did? Yeah. That's what it says on, yeah. on the Wikipedia. He, yeah. he designed the 300C? Yeah. yeah. Or it was Fuck John Varvatos. Or yeah. I think he was working with John Varvatos. Okay, underneath him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're co EPs. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Barney did the engine, right? Whoever Barney. <laughs> Samantha was on it. <laughs> um, so, wait, so... Yeah. so this truck, what you? what is your background in off-roading? Because you have one, right? Uh, not like competitively or anything. No, no. Um, so in 2012, I, well, in 2010, I moved from London to Uganda to do my PhD field work. And which was in what? Economics. Oh, in Uganda? In Uganda. Uh, I was actually cool. working with a bank, an Asian bank there, um, building insurance products. So if you're like a poor farmer, and you have a really shitty year, and there's a drought, and whatever, there's insurance for that. Oh. But how is that insurance product going to be designed? How are we going to make it so it's cheap enough that people living on 2 or 4 or $6 a day can afford it? How are we going to structure the policy and make sure that they get paid and they don't get ripped off because then they're going to starve? And so working on all there's these things. something you never think about. For insurance so, for farmers in Uganda. Okay. So started working on that. I was in the development <clears throat> economics uh, area at the London School of Economics, um, which is called the Development Studies Institute at the time. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, hey, I'm going to do this. And then, of course, I'm a car guy, so my first thought is, I'm going to be in Uganda for 30 months. What am I going to drive? So... That you have a, you have the fork in the road, right? You have to be Team Land Rover or Team Land Cruiser, right? So <laughs> the two shall pass. So, so first instinct, <laughs> one road goes farther than the other. Anyway. <laughs> so so first instinct was Hilux D4D. Like, yeah. Okay, absolutely. that's that's a good choice. Um, and then I learned that they're actually really hard to get. They were like sold out. Like aid agencies in the UN and whoever basically buys every Hilux D4D oh. in Africa. Oh. So like, yeah, you could talk to a Toyota dealer in Kampala and get a nine month waiting list. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Like it's a GT3 RS, like, right? Yeah, you're gonna have to pay over. Like, look, it's gonna right. be like 150 grand, but that's maybe. that's the V8 diesel, right? D4D. No, that's the four, uh, cylinder, four cylinder turbo diesel. Oh, yeah. four diesel. Um, do you even like Toyotas, Tim? Nah, Jesus, nah. <laughs> Isn't that is that the one you had in the Hilux that was in Iceland? I think so, yeah. Yeah, right. Doesn't the Land Cruiser have a uh Land Cruiser? The Land Cruiser had a D4D. Land Cruiser has a 300 TDL uh available, which is also in the Hayachi van. It's mm. mid-engined in the oh, Hayachi yeah. van. I've been in those vans. Those vans yeah. rock. And then it's front-engined in the I think starting with the 80 series Land Cruiser, you could get the 300 TDL. And then their subsequent generations of the engine. They're excellent engines. Um, so, yeah, they're three liter. Um, I'm guessing you went Land Cruiser, by the way, by the direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, couldn't figure out what to do. And then I'm like, oh, I'm bringing all my stuff over with me. And the stuff is going to be in a container. If I don't bring that much stuff, I could fit a vehicle in like the first 18 feet of the container and okay. put my boxes of belongings the rest of the container. So I start with this FJ Cruiser as a platform, um, which we have pictures of. And Are they on your the USB on the drive, stick? Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave this thing there. So let's just make you it. You just planned. Yeah, like, I just planned. Like, I'm going to abandon it there. Okay. Or it's going to get crashed, or I'm going to hit a gazelle with it. It or, ain't coming you know, home. Something's going to happen. So I'm just going to overbuild like crazy, right? So, like, dual radiator setup, like, every possible every possible thing. It's funny. That's there not it is what I would... some monkeys. That was an FJ. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Look at that. Ooh. It's a nice-looking FJ. Um, so yeah. long, long We're bringing the picture over people. Long so travel suspension, stage four suspension on remotes. Yeah, that's everything. Serious. Cool. If you were planning to leave it there, then why <laughs> were you overbuilding it so it would survive and then you'd abandon it? Because it seems like if I was going to abandon a car, I'm not going to like put make money it as reliable it. as possible. So make it as reliable as possible in this context. Make it reliable as possible in this context meant make it super over radiated, super bulletproof, like. This thing ran an F two fifty tow package oil cooler, ran like <laughs> everything you, I mean, you could awesome. possibly. Because this was, I mean, do so, you need those things in yeah, Uganda? So, so I was living in Gulu, which is this village in northern Uganda, and you're point eight degrees above the equator. Oh, so so there are times where it's one forty ambient. Oh, and like humid, right? Yeah, so is Uganda like, humid. It is. So you're near the Nile. So there'd be times where I would drive up to uh, South Sudan, to Juba, um, and the war was still going on during the start of this. I was actually the only person carrying a Sudan and South Sudan visa at one point. The old, Globally? Uh, globally. I was told <laughs> it was the only passport that had those two visas in it. Neat. Um, so I'd show up in this FJ Cruiser. No one has, no one in this part of the world has ever seen FJ Cruiser. It was never sold in East Africa. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, what is that thing? Oh, you're a weird white person in a, like, silver car. Probably looks pretty futuristic, right? Aren't yeah, there, yeah. You, or weren't there SUVs at the time, like, pretty utilitarian and well, basic? At, for there, sorry. For there, for, for there you walk into a showroom there, they're still selling the 70 series Land Cruiser. Brand when, new. When was that last sold in America? Or me, 80, 70s? 84, 80s? In the 80s. And, yeah. and they're still selling that brand new. I if will you say look the... up Land, Land Cruiser, uh, if you look up a Land Cruiser FJ72, I think that would be the correct hey, we'll find it. The, uh, designation. The LC200 Land Cruiser does have a D4D V8 diesel. It's the four and a half liter, just to make my ego feel better on the radio. <laughs> cool. Way to be. <laughs> Point, Tim. Point. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Um, but yeah. So, wait, so, what's the driving? Other than being really hot, what's the driving like in Uganda? Driving's right? awesome. So, uh, you're driving on the left. Uh huh. Um, and your your car presumably was my a car is L- car. LHD car. <laughs> LHD LHD. Is, yeah. Is, and uh, um, yeah, you don't want to try that like left on red thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the great thing is, I ended up building pretty close to the perfect car for the environment. Because it was super hot during the day. When it did rain, it rained like crazy. So it wasn't unusual that you'd be fording 10, 12 inches of water consistently. Uh huh. So the um, lift and the big tires were more for like water than it was actually for like proper off road. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. And I knew I was going to run this thing. Well, I'd planned I was going to run this thing 30 months in these conditions with no oil changes, no anything, like sealed system, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. And, uh, Which you're probably you're not probably running the engine particularly hard in these right. circumstances. You're really totally. just cruising around, right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's possible. You drive from Kampala to Gulu. That's a seven-hour drive. 
in let's call it hundred degree ambient temperature paved uh parts of it paved um and you're running most of the time in two wheel drive okay um and you're almost never running locked so okay. you, you really aren't you know drivetrain stress you really aren't putting that much pressure on the truck uh but then after about a year honestly i kind of got bored and i sold it and <laughs> <laughs> decided i was gonna do a pickup project because all the cool kids had pickups okay and then i built the pickup do you as a as a uh a, a presumably like you know one of the very few fjs in uganda is that worth a premium when you go to sell it yeah, I sold it to a super sketchy dude. <laughs> you definitely sold it to a drug lord who, or arms who I'm dealer. Sure, who I'm sure still has it. Does it now have a turret mounted on <laughs> right? it? Right. Yeah. How many or gold it, AKs fit or, in the back? Yeah, or was it you know craned onto some shady ass yacht? You know, totally. <laughs> off of Madagascar or something. So when you uh, real quick when you you know you build this the truck or the other thing, um, you put on all the the F two fifty oil cooler. If any of those things fail, how hard would it be to replace that part? out there out there it would be hard but i had enough people who were constantly going places that wasn't okay. as hard as you'd think so, so it's like be funny like your you know co-worker flies back to london for a meeting you're like oh can you bring me back <laughs> oh i have 250 i brought <laughs> like i brought stuff from london like all right so funny story um i was next to jeremy clarkson on a plane once uh on flight 62 british airways um between London and Uganda, and they were shooting that Uganda episode. Oh, which was that? Was that which was Uganda? That was that the Oliver source of the Nile River? Yeah, it was yeah. right. So the the Nile comes from a place called Jinja in central Uganda, and it's not what you'd think. You'd think the source of the Nile must be some like Garden of Eden, like amazing, like oasis in the middle of the desert. No, it's just like a village somewhere where the river starts and it's pretty unremarkable. <laughs> so when It's I, like a snowball. Like when a snowball begins, it's <laughs> you know, it's like a little fucking golf ball. It's like nothing. It's only when it rolls through a whole city and trashes your house that it becomes a big deal. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. No, it's so like you, so anyway. Um yeah, it was it was fine. I was just uh I have this picture because I mean there's I don't know. I was I'm not a huge fan of Clarkson, um, but I'm like, oh, it's Jeremy Clarkson. I should talk to him. I'm a car guy, whatever. And he was like, totally not in the mood to talk. I, uh, listen, I know the feeling. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll just like be here. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I got just this vibe that I definitely got this vibe that like, hey, it's a job. I have to go to Africa for my job. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, look, his misery is a central plot point of many hey, episodes. Oh, it's he was just getting he's a method actor. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that show that show is physically, it seems very, very gnarly sometimes. Yeah, especially if you're a hamster. I'm a ma yeah, well, if you can if you continually have <laughs> they many, do, you many know, crashes. They do some serious some serious long days. And that's why in uh the Grand Tour when they did the oh, we've been driving all night in the dunes in the first uh series. Yeah, yeah. I felt like you could smell that it was more fake because they didn't have the face and attitude of and have, we've like, been driving for haggard, 18 yeah. God, right they didn't look as haggard well that's sort of the my issue with the grand tour versus top gear was that the producers the character the antagonist when and you know some somewhat real antagonist the bbc you know by having that battle it, it 
put them in situations sometimes where they were forced to do things they really didn't want to do. Whereas on the Grand Tour, it seems like everything they're doing, they want to do, and it's peachy, and they've got all the money on yeah, the planet. It right. smells like tourism. Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, I... What's funny is I had a very similar experience to your uh, retelling your experience with Lexus, which is I would continually, and I had access to, I mean, somewhat good relationships with manufacturers. Well, I would reach out to Toyota and be like, hey, by the way, I just drove a Hilux from Juba, South Sudan to northern Somalia. Um, and the truck did great. And, you know, here's some like notes for my outing and whatever. And nobody cared. No. Nobody cared. Congratulations. Struck did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it was just yeah, it's yeah. A good point. totally yeah. unremarkable to them. Yeah, no, they didn't give a single flying fuck when yeah. I offered them a Lexus. They're like, yeah. we got a, we got them. I'm like, yeah, but the ones you have have no miles on it. That's not the virtue of that car. And they go, yeah, but I feel like, better paint. I feel like <laughs> Lexus might have an LS400 motor that ran 200,000 miles on a bench. Uh, like why? in testing, oh probably, oh yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. Like I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if it, if they've got motors that have run more. I mean, if some dealer took in a f- one on trade with a mill and a half on it, you know, some they, someone might have done a teardown or something if it was one of those kind of situations. They yeah. all go to fucking. They all go to the Middle East, dude. They're yeah. all in Oman, totally. all of them. I don't. Have, have you been to Oman? Yeah. It's they great. all drive Lexuses. Yeah. Hey. That's that's sort of see Thaddeus is over in Dubai yeah, right yeah. now, and he's working on a gig with Emirates Airlines, cool. and they're promoting their car shipping service. Hmm. And so he's trying to nudge in that Emirates should ship the Lexus to Dubai from here, and then we'll drive it. We'll go drive it in Oman, <laughs> drive and hit a Muscat. million, <laughs> yeah, and hit a yeah. million miles in Oman. And uh, and then give it to like a goat herder or something. Yeah. It's like Finding Nemo. It needs to return home. It's like this is where you belong, <laughs> bro. I guarantee you, there's Lexuses in Oman that have like three you. million miles on yeah. them. That they don't they don't have internet, so no one knows about mm-hmm. them. But like definitely, definitely, they're on their twentieth AC condenser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like three hundred. There's a warehouse phone where there's full of power steering pumps for LS four hundreds. Um, so wait, how, so did you, you sold that FJ and sold this FJ, is the truck? Yeah, I bought this truck and I've decided the truck is in my never sell. And I have a few things in my never sell category. Wait, trucks you buy this net. thing in Uganda? No. Okay. Uh, so I bought this, uh, from Continental Toyota oh, outside right. Chicago. Uh, and, uh, did you buy it new? Buy it new, ordered it. Second gen. Taco. For those listening. It's a, it's a Tacoma of what year? This is a 2012 model year Tacoma. Not everyone has it, video. It looks like, I don't know, it looks like somehow they brought back a... It's an 80s throwback. Right, the 80s throwback. Can we pull up the photo of the front grill? It's very it's strange. A, yeah. it's, it's, a, like a, it's like a, a new McFly mobile. It's the, it's the white yeah. opposite of the... In the Spy versus Spy with the Marty McFly truck, <laughs> this is the white Spy versus the black Spy, and it's newer, but it's basically that style. But it needs some KCs on the light bar. Well, so it also needs a triple, all, triple bar roll bar. To be so all there. those graphics are hand-painted yeah. and under clear coat. Those are, oh, really? Yeah, oh, there's no, no vinyl anywhere on the truck. That's extremely cool. And you obviously you just started with a white one, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just start with a white one. So That's why cool. why the, this? Because why this grill? This looks like you were filming Cobra Two with Stallone, <laughs> right? And they were like, "We got to make this truck look like it's from the future." Can we make yeah. this look a little more like a La Forza? Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I'm, I, are those yeah, FJ80 headlights? FJ80 headlights. Good nice. spot. Yeah. Um, I wanted something 
different. I didn't want to just steal a grill off some other Toyota model, and I wanted to be able to hide f- full width light bars back there. Where behind that grill? Behind that grill. Oh. Um, so that just like is a glowing cyclops eye when you turn yeah, it on. Exactly, it really yeah. scares people. Doesn't that impede uh, uh, airflow in the radiator? It no? does not as much as you'd think. Okay. There are a series of there are a series of four by five light bars. Okay. So, um, so but yeah. Where does the does the air mostly come from underneath mostly that bumper? Mostly comes from underneath that okay, bumper, yeah. Cool. And the um it does have a second cooling element that actually goes down pretty far. There's a winch hidden directly behind the bumper. Yes, I that uh, I can see. The, so, yeah. Is the hook painted white? I'm, I'm from looking from far away. Is no, the hook painted white? No, the hook's no, like a red and blue. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm colorblind and I'm No worries. Retarded. It's a dope truck, though. Yeah. Everyone, uh, uh, it's a fun thing. Yeah, when you uh, when you did the video with me, a lot of people were like, that's the guy with that awesome truck. <laughs> it's, pretty well, it's a well-known truck. It is a well-known truck. And yeah. then you, yeah. bob, you bob the back a little bit? Yeah, it's a shorty bed. It's 20 inches shorter than stock. Can you just um, buy a shorty bed? You could you could buy one from a double cab short bed truck. Oh right. But they actually yeah. don't match up as nicely as you'd like them to. These actually another reason to use a Gen two Tacoma bed is they have the CFRP bed uh insert. Uh huh. So you aren't dealing with metalwork on the inside. Wait, so what what bed are you using? Sorry, or did you cut so the original bed? Cut the original bed. Oh. So you're using this carbon fiber reinforced plastic bed liner that's in there and that hides the cut hides the cut and you don't have to worry about corrosion on the inside of the bed the way you would with you know the previous gen tacomas you have some rusting around the edge of the bed you basically have to cut the you either have to put new quarters on it or you have to cut the whole bed apart yeah once you get a rust issue so that's a cool a little more resilient it's pretty awesome (laughs) i mean it's i i don't really have any like half built cars (laughs) (laughs) like i looked at i hate calling like single cars out but i came very close to buying uh the red rwb car a couple months ago i i don't know which one is the the red rwb medusa oh okay it was up for sale okay and the rwb cars are like it's not for you it's a cool buy kit yeah but none of the cars are fully built like when i think of a fully built car one out of ten yeah, one of the two. When I think a fully built car, I think like you could show up at Amelia Island with this thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's not for you. You also can't. You're not the kind of person that can have just like someone's package. You know what I yeah. mean? You need to. You need to. I need to create. build it. You need yeah. to create something. Is that it? Nine nine three. Yep, it's that's nine, that's the car. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a good looking car as far as our, as as far as uh, RWB. That's go. actually that's, that's not a, that's not the car. That looks not? very similar car, but no, no. it Wait. has that same biplane wing, but that is a different car. When you say not fully built, if you search you know, RWB Medusa, um, I think it'll come up. Like, do people spend the money on like? I, body I do think that car is like a happy owner who's like working on it. Okay, so, so it's like it's not done <clears throat> cohesively, completely. Like maybe they, maybe they spent the money on the body kit and that's done, but they still need to give some sort of treatment to the interior to reflect interior, the exterior. motor. I mean, I'm I'm building a 911 right now. That'll be my. I added this up this morning in the shower, and I still wasn't sure I was doing the math right. I think my name's been on seventeen nine eleven titles in the past ten years. Wow! So I've had a Going lot for of, a record. You should have been on yesterday's show. A lot of nine elevens go through the garage, but yeah. um, and it's it's funny which cars Porsche wants you to like 
feel like you're special about and which cars are such commodity cars. Like, um, I remember I ordered a, I ordered one of the first 997.1 GT3s in the U.S. I think I had like the ninth customer ordered delivery car. And Porsche was like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. You're special people, whatever. And then once the car arrives, you know, nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, oh, well, but I was hooked. I loved that car. I never should have sold it. So then I ordered an RS and then I sent the first, you know, the first one became a Shark Rush car and all sorts of stuff. And I don't know. I can't leave stuff alone. At the same time, I always want new stuff. So the combination of those things leads to owning, like, a lot of cars. Yeah. I mean, at least you don't, like, ruin them. I, I mean, try not they, to. They use, what I else? try to improve them. What else is... Other than the Jag and the, the truck, is there another, like, crazy build that's happening right now? Yeah. So I've got a, like, kind of secret, like, shop's not allowed to take pictures kind of secret. Uh-huh. Uh, 930 starting point uh-huh. uh full built 993 motor uh-huh. 993 trans fun normally aspirated um <coughs> with uh 993 rsr bodywork oh fun so i was That'll like cool. i was like instead of doing the rwb thing keep it factory yeah but still have like the wide body feel and whatever that not that's it yeah that's fucking that's wow carl sent me that and i was like make it go away what is this so this this is an art piece that's in a private collection in tasmania of all places um, we're, we're looking God. at uh 911 that got stung by massive all bees all it's the, the bees it's in the, the world. Uh, violet beauregard 911 after so, eating the gum and blowing up it looks like you took a 911 and baked it like a loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay puff marshmallow. So I, I think this. I think it's actually called Fat Car. This piece of art. Um, it's like a well-known sculpture. And I was so I was visiting this art collection, Tasmania, and I was like, "That's Fat Car." And the people with me were like, "What? Like that's really ugly." What is that a real? About? Is it a real car under there? It's it's a real 964 under there, I believe. Yeah. What if it drives? I mean, I, can I get an exclusive test for road and track? I wonder can if they convince Travis to go to Tasmania. Yeah. I wonder if they push it into the gallery or if they can drive it. I don't know. Is it metal or fiberglass? It's fiberglass, okay. for sure. It's not... Or I mean, some other composite. It be. is... Uh, it's very, very fucking ugly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, is that ugly. It's like a beanbag chair that you just put a Porsche badge on the front At of. the same time, like, you'd really want to drive that around at Pebble Beach. Right? I would roll that. Totally. I mean... It's, it's kind of great. It's like a... Throw a Beetle drivetrain in it and just like... <laughs> <laughs> it pro- you think it has a motor? Probably has a motor. Probably has a motor, If, yeah. if Paula Dean was a character in Cars 4, <laughs> I think that's what it would be. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny, like, I don't know. I don't get into... I feel like everybody has an edge that they get into. Like, some people get into this car art. You yeah. know, like, you meet you meet guys who have, like, amazing collections... And then it's like they ran out of cars they want or something. So then they they start collecting these like twenty thousand dollar Bauhaus posters from like <laughs> the nineteen forty nine Monaco GP. And it's like, are you really into posters? No, I just ran out of car stuff to collect. Like well, that's how you end up weird. on the watch game. I mean, that's how we end up in the other studio here. Yeah. Uh, well, the watch thing is at least like mechanical. Yeah. I would argue somewhat related, but I mean, like I've never gotten into the memorabilia stuff. Like I own stuff that's car related 
but it's all related to experiences I've had. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I well, have like, like all my pit passes from you know. Yeah, but you don't. GP. You don't have the whole broom of auto art models. I I don't. I have. I've I got pro- a couple. I've Prost's 1991, 1990 Ferrari front end nose cone, the nose cone, nose cone to cockpit. Yeah, really? Where yeah. do you get something like that? Um, my dad was an executive at a company that this is like a and this is an example of like manufacturer access, right? Uh-huh. People are like, oh, how do you get in with Ferrari? Answer: You don't overpay like your local dealer for your 488 that's not how you make ferrari your friend no one in marinello knows that you overpaid like that's not gonna help you but my dad was a senior executive at a company that was a major ferrari f1 sponsor oh that seems like a good way in and so they had this relationship and it's crazy basically you get executives from i don't know 10 12 companies at a time and like marlboro got the best spots right yeah. And then, like, were Mag- they still doing cigarette liveries yeah, yeah, at the time? Yeah. <sighs> then, like, Magnetti Morelli gets a good spot, right? Because they're making the trans. Yeah. And, like, Fiat gets a good spot because they're paying for the whole thing. <laughs> and then everybody else has to fight for these other sponsor spots. Uh-huh. Well, in 90, uh, which was the year, it was like the Senna Pro, yeah. like, rivalry year. The year it went to the Japanese Grand Prix, right? That's right. Um, and I think the, I think the last. Would that have been the last year of a French F1 champion for like 10 years, probably? Um, so, anyway, somebody will correct me on podcast comments, I'm sure. Kindly, um, yeah. I'm sure. Really, no, <laughs> so, the most polite way possible. So, it was also the start of like on car cameras. Yeah. Uh, so, you had what were like really shitty 1990 GoPro, basically, on the nose of the car looking back at the driver. And. They had figured out, hey, we could put our logo on the back of the nose cone. And it would be on Every the time they show who's driving the Ferrari, you get your brand in the bottom of the TV screen, right? So um, Digital Equipment, Maynard, Massachusetts, bought that spot. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. It's like it's just, a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did Digital Equipment, Maynard, Massachusetts make? They were, at the time, the second largest computer company in the world behind IBM. Fuck, really? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then we're known as Digital Compact and then HP Compact. And, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, so, uh, what you're saying is... That's what happened. Compact, Hewlett-Packard, that's what digital that's, equipment That's is. what they became. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what... So, became. that's the small... Who were they again? Yeah. So. <laughs> my, I mean, I remember at... The, so, shortly after that, my dad left Digital Equipment and moved to what was then still a relatively small Microsoft. And... Which is now called Microsoft. <laughs> Which is still called Microsoft. And I, I remember I like got hurt playing soccer, and this would have been, I don't know, I would have been junior high maybe. And it took me to the ER because we were in like one of these suburbs where everybody goes to the ER for no reason at all. And the doctor, who's like a med student or a well-educated person, I remember was like, got my health insurance card for my mom or whatever and said Microsoft on it. They were like, "Oh, Microsoft, what do they do?" So, like, I remember when it when was when it was still like Microsoft, Microsoft, what do they do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. No, that's um, yeah. A time before Microsoft was Microsoft. But yeah, but I mean, my dad's probably like the reason I am a project car guy and like grew up in car culture and like, I mean, did he, he have sweet cars? I mean, he other had sweet than, cars. He did definitely. What was, sweet what cars. was he rocking uh, back in the day? Back in the day, he met my mom when he was. This is such a great like pickup like pickup car, right? Like. 
oh, there's this hot girl. I'm just going to happen to be driving my like race car on the street moment. <laughs> so, uh, what was the race car? Selling so like, post Ferrari. <laughs> so it's like, no, this is like a springtime. I want to say like 68 or 69. And m- my dad was driving a 67 and a half. Uh, the last of the dual carb race Elans. Oh, yeah. The S2. Uh, we've been the 1600 e I believe. Um, well, late 60s Lotus was hot shit. So it was like hot yeah. shit, like Lotus livery, like whatever. Yeah. So my mom has this memory of like, oh, yeah, your dad was driving this like little British car. I'm like, yep, that's... They're, Lotus salons are really, really cool. I would love to... I've never had a go in one. You ever drive one? Yeah, of they course. awesome? Yeah. They sound, drive, they sound You should really drive cool. a drive a carburetor car. Isn't that what Travis drove uh, Bomo the other day? A couple weeks ago, he no, he drove the what a sprite. We drove two. The, the guy had he the drove white a sprite Lotus. and he drove a. Oh no, that was what's the one with the 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 Almost later like along has the weird back, the cam back, like the yellow. Are you talking about Europa? Europa, oh, the right. Europa. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So an Euro- God, a a Europa, that's a Europa. Europa oh, is weird, kind of the red van weird look, looking yeah. car. I, kind of I just look. don't. I mean, it's like it's like you were trying to make a nine fourteen without <laughs> trademark infringing or something. Well, Although, is it from before nine fourteen? It might be. I can't remember the date. That's <clears> weird <throat> looking. It's like you told your kid about camebacks, and he came back an hour later with like a, a drawing, and you're like, okay, you know, it's a start. You, you understand yeah. the concept, right? Yeah. yeah, it was like a long tail, but. Maybe do it again, and he's like, I'm "That's an S three." Actually, others have. If you want to see a really better. pretty car on that chassis, look for a. That's a, a great lo- Lotus Europa. That an Elan would be a good. That's a good car to meet women in. I think you're for friendly, sure. approachable. approachable, but also high performance, racy, Formula One champions back in the day. Interesting, and they don't seem a lot. Yeah. It's not like you're a Corvette person yeah. again. But yeah, I don't know. So he always had fun cars. Even like our family cars were always like pretty fun. I remember I. I grew up in the back seat of an Audi 5000, <laughs> white with blue fabric interior Audi 5000. That was a really nice car. And it then, didn't occur to me until later that, like, do you, wait, did Audi 5000s just not fucking last, or did they make a lot less of them than I thought think they did? They were like no. the A8. They were crazy fucking expensive. They were expensive, crazy expensive, yeah. right? But crazy like, expensive new. I knew a few people that had. They were them and double I saw them the price of the Audi four thousand. Really? Were Audi. they really? Wow. I, I, I They're like the price difference different. between A four and A eight. I didn't. I never really put that together. I remember seeing them around, but like I, or like the A three and A eight. Yeah. If so, a mint Audi five thousand today it would probably sell and bring a trailer for a fuckload of money. I bet I, it would. But yeah. I knew a kid who had a he bought a used one in two thousand two and he had he was doing work on it like every week, fixed steering yeah. all the problems of Audis and you know, he, that was a couple thousand bucks when he got it. For those huh. those old Audis suck. Suck! I drove a <laughs> I drove a Quattro once. Oh yeah, we were talking about tur- Turbo Quattro Coupe, right? What a what? It's, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, there's just don't, so many better options. A, it's a don't meet your heroes. Yeah, situation. definitely, definitely. I just and it's the exact opposite of the Alfa Romeo Montreal I was driving the last couple. Yeah, of days, that car looks Which hot. is something I never really had given a thought to before. But after spending three days in it, I'm like, oh my god, I need this. This is just, this is delightful. It's very, very. It's the. I'm so glad. I just reviewed the footage last night. I'm so glad that it sounds as good on video that I was hoping. It sounds oh, that's supposed to be because that's a. Is that the GTV motor? That's it's a, a two point six liter dual overhead cam V eight. 
Oh, yeah, it's got that revs to 7,000 RPM and has no catalytic converters, uh, like headers, proper headers on it, and uh, center exit exhaust, and it sounds... I sounds mean, legit. It, it yeah. sounds like a like a GT40 actually, like a small like the early GT40s. Yeah. And oh, speaking of fucking, have I you ever driven a GT40? I drove a Superformance one, Me which too. is I think a pretty decent approximation of how they drive. By the way, way more than pretty decent. Have you have you ever talked to Lance Stander yeah. about that project? No, I, I mean I know that like yeah. the parts are interchangeable with the real cars, yeah. and uh, it qualifies oh. for vintage racing. Eighty five percent of the parts are interchangeable with the original race yeah. car. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. The one that I drove was the that Hillbank one, the black, yeah. And, yeah. and it was badass. Yeah. I mean, it was. Have you did you drive one of those? I drove a big block Mark II car with the sill shifter. Side shift. Yeah. So right hand drive, right hand shift. Right hand drive, right hand shift. That's the one to have if that's you really want to be a gangster. That's the dope one yep. to have. Yeah. They'll make them because they'll make them in any way you want. Left hand drive, center shift. Right hand drive, center shift. Right hand drive, sill shift. Wow. Which is period correct. Right hand drive, sill yeah. shift would be so bitching. Yeah. Just to be like that one other thing that fucks people up. <laughs> <laughs> and also roadhead. Have you ever driven like that. GP? Have you ever driven like GP cars that had the sill shifters? Just like sh the shitty Skip Barber cars, the the for little okay. Formula Fords and stuff. Not like nothing real. I drove um, for a very short period for two laps um, an ex Jim Clark car. Really? That had yeah a Lotus. Cool. Uh, that had a right hand sill shift, and you looked at it. It looks like this little knob sticking out of this. You know, out of the tube that it's makes just a rod on a rod, right? Yeah, like it looks a way that made me think it was going to feel like an S two thousand shifter, mm -hmm. but really it felt like very agricultural. This is not like it surprising. did not feel precise at all. <laughs> yeah, turns but, out uh, not everyone can be Jim Clark, right? Yeah, but you no. actually. That reminds me that you have like an awesome relationship with Lotus, yeah, right? We have a good relationship with Lotus. Yeah, for you, sure. didn't you drive that? You drove the of uh, the T twenty five. Was that what it was called? Did not did not actually get to take a go in the T one two five, but did I've driven multiple times the test track at Hethel in various GT cars and spec race cars, um, and actually on that visit, this was crazy to me because there were like two, there were like two. Avora GT4s in the world at the time, and they were both like factory dev cars. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, it's raining. Just be careful." Yeah, I've heard that and they I have like, a pretty what? lax attitude about yeah. those sorts of things. I'm actually supposed to get the Avora 410 Sport on Monday. Very cool. Which Ooh. is the first of those press. It's weird. Like Travis already went to England and drove like the GT430, like crazy one. Yeah. But the 410 is just getting here right now. It takes forever. I, I bought a two. So. Uh, I've owned multiple Lotus uh, Series 2 cars. I bought three of them in a couple of years. And, um, yeah, I bought the 260 Cup, kept it at my house in London. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy one to keep at the house in the U.S. when they come out in the U.S. Never came out. <laughs> like, the 240 Sport was yeah. the like, best that thing. That was just the end. So, but, yeah. The, uh, I kept the, the 260 Cup. That's the a hot car. The is the was hot. Yeah. And the 410 is supposed to be even better. I'm very excited about the possibility. It's like the, the, my, my argument, if I can make it work, is that it's the new old NSX, right? Yeah. I think. 
The new new NSX is too different from the old NSX to be an NSX, in my view. I love it. It's like the most brilliant car. Did you drive one yet? I've, I've driven one. It's yeah. great, isn't yeah. it? And the front logic, the logic around just how the front wheels work is so invisible to the driver. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's the, it has the same level of magic, even more than a GTR does, but it does it so invisibly yeah, you like, don't know it's doing it. You think it's you. Yeah, it's like a te- <laughs> it's like if Nissan did a Tesla version nineteen. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. it's it's it actually is better. I think than I physics. have a two sixty. I think I have a that's a what is that, Tim? What what it, load is, is that? Four ten. That's a four ten. That's a four ten yeah. with the JPS. Wow, pull that uh, picture up. That shit. That shit package. looks sexy. It's got a biggie mouth though, doesn't it? That's got a nice big Jay Leno chin on it. <laughs> I, I like that car. It's a really good job of you know keeping things kind of smooth and traditional, but adding a little bit of modernism to it instead of flame surfacing everything. And I mean, like I, a lot of cars right now are just so busy, and that's I think about as smooth and simple as you can be in this time. Needs a JPS stripe to go with wheels. Something, something <laughs> else, right? A little more gold somewhere. A mm-hmm. little bit of gold. I love those cars, though. I wish they. They there were more of them in America. It's just they don't. I think they don't have like. The you de- can tell me the dealer apparatus is the problem. The dealer apparatus is not great, and my friends at who do work at a dealer who have them say that uh, they're tough to get financing on if you're not buying them in cash because mm. they just you know a lot of companies will self finance Ford Credit or GM Financial or whatever. There is uh, there is not a Lotus Financial. So wow, <laughs> the Community Bank of Hethel, oh. <laughs> yeah, Hethel Credit Union <laughs> they should just band together with other like, you know, Lotus it, it, should partner with a bank, man. Yeah, or right? is, is there like a Community Bank of Malvern Link for <laughs> <laughs> Morgan? Furthermore, like, are there, it's not like there's a bunch of deadbeats buying Lotuses. It's not like right, the yeah. official car of posing to posers <laughs> with bad credit. Like, that's right. not really the, the just, image. They have remarkably, it isn't. Despite Pretty Woman, <laughs> that's a borrowed Lotus. That's right. why. By all there by all go. accounts, yeah. Jason Alexander's credit is great. <laughs> that's uh, I just drove in a spree. And uh, while it was very fast, it was not my favorite Lotus. Um, so, I the Esprit's one of those cars I've always wanted to love. I've never owned one. Um, I don't think you're missing out. Danny Bahar has a beautiful one, probably the most perfect one. Um, and it's white with a gray interior, and it is restored to showroom. Good and bad. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like no, guys, just let... <laughs> Back it down, back down that perfection. See a that panel bit. gap? That is yeah. factory. That's correct. a little too. Yeah, I, I, mean, I understand that. The guy who does the paint on all my project cars, who is going to shoot the 911, and I mean, this guy is ridiculous. And he is the guy who painted the Jag. I imagine. Guy who painted the Jag. Yeah, that that's yeah. the only one I've seen in person, but it was yeah. excellent. Because the ba- the badges and shit. Yeah, he's got yeah, really painted good. badges that are in the clear. No, I know it's, it's real so nice. Dope. But this guy's like multiple Amelia Island winner, like crazy paint jobs. And he will tell you like this is – he'll shoot test panels and be like, so this is the correct level of orange peel for the uh-huh. 575 you bought. Do you want me to match that? Do you want it smoother than that? Uh-huh. Whoa. Like – just crazy. Like I have a friend. I like that level of attention to detail. Yeah. If you, it's like it needs to have the original, you know, shittiness. If you want to yeah. win, if you want to win an award, yeah. Like right? one of the cars I'm shopping for right now. This is how I'm going to use your podcast, man. I'm going to solicit, solicit cars. To buy. By all means, solicit away. Um, 
So, like, there are only so many manual haikus out there, right? There are, like, 270-some for the U.S. Um, Is that all? Yeah. I think there are 278 original U.S. uh, haiku cars. So then you've got... um, Sorry, Ferrari 575s. Um, So then you've got some people buying the Barchetta... 550 Barquetta. I just saw right? a bunch of them two weeks ago sell for between three and five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So that's market for that yeah. car now, especially and maybe if it's like Titanium Grigio or TDF, even more. The yellow one sold for like three. Was it yellow with blue? It was or yellow, yellow black. Yellow black, yeah. and then there was a red tan that sold for more. Yeah. Um, I so love all, them. all those cars are going for like good money. So I have a friend who. He just bought three 575 manuals. And he's like, I'm just going to keep the best one. Really relatable story, bro. But, but I'm gonna rest- I'll restore all of them. Uh, Carl, stop telling people my story. Right? These cars all need restoration. These cars are like 10 years old. How, how fucked are they? Are they he, fucked? he just wants the cars to be perfect. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, yeah. He's, Don't put that picture on the screen, smart, Tim. Yeah. Those people get no fucking credit. Mm. Uh, they've been ripping me off. <laughs> that that, co- that company has been good. ripping me off. For, but don't, do not no, no. put that on the screen. They've been ripping me off no, for the, years. The blue car, though, the blue that dark blue they do is <laughs> awesome. Oh my god! That, nope. The the blue. You're talking about TDF. Oh man, that, that color, is that, that, that a, that's a 550, I think. But god damn, is that a hot? That's color. a 456 GT. Oh, it's a 456? That's a 456 oh. GTM. From across the room, I'm sorry, it was tough to tell. Let's talk about the 456 for a second. I don't think the people. Can I just before you? Sure, but before we do. I'm about eight and a half feet from the screen, so I'm really sorry that I thought that was a 550, but it's hard. I'm across the room. Actually, hang on a minute. That, that is, is a 550. That, I think that's a 550. I don't think I I'm think fucked Matt's up. Right. No, I, I think, think that's right. a 550, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That's a five. Points for Matt. That's a 550. Eat a dick! <laughs> Points for Matt. From eight feet. From eight feet, From eight it. feet. Sweet. <laughs> Colorblind like a motherfucker. There we go. It's a good color. The, the, Steve, were, the Steve Kerr of Google image lights. search. I, have you driven a 456? I have, and I'll tell you the one I have, is a late build 95 car. Why is All that? the 1995s were manuals. Okay. 100% of them all year. There are almost no US 96 Four five sixes. Okay, and then ninety seven. Oh, was that because they couldn't catch up to OBD two? Not sure, but that was around that time. It was. That's the year. The there cutoff. are also no nineteen ninety six defenders in the U.S. for that reason, and because of the airbag exception paperwork. Yeah. Well, uh, what are U.S. Uh, no, ninety four, ninety five only? Ninety four, ninety five, ninety seven. Oh, just no ninety six. Yeah, and the ninety sevens are that like yesterday's guacamole color, and they're all automatics. Mm. That is a horrible color. That's Yesterday's really guacamole is a really vivid description. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the 456 wagon? The, yeah, that's like, yeah. Uh, the, it's like it. the Sheik's car. There's seven yeah. of them. It's, it's called, pretty It's called dope. the 456 Venice. Yeah, it is called the Venice. Yeah. yeah Timmy, give us the 456 Venice. It's actually... That's the only one in London that is not dope. that is not in Brunei. It's dope. So one of the Sultan's like nephews or cousins pissed him off. And he had to get rid of a lot of like custom Pininfarina. I remember that. Whatever. Yeah. And this is one of the cars he had to sell. And some banker in London bought it. I mean, I would I would roll that fucking thing. I would also. I have a dream of building a pro touring Lagonda. So, who this car want a pro this car is always parked. It's always parked in SW seven and or it's like around Knightsbridge, and. I swear this guy has to know the guy with the Targa Singer Commission in London because his cars are always parked near each other. 
I like that Singer Targa that they built in London. That wagon is kick-ass, though. So wait, have you driven a 456, and it's nice? Or I've it's driven nice? several 456s, and I really like them. So here's the drawback. You want that late 95 car, because all 95s are manuals. But you don't want a 95, because Ferrari has a terrible quality control issue in 95 on the 456, where none of the cars have passenger doors that fit. Oh, no. Oh, so at a, <laughs> above about 45 miles an hour... You start getting crazy wind noise from the passenger side. It's bad enough that some cars. How do you let that out of the factory? How do you come on? Some cars actually had passenger door windows shatter from the level from the of vibration. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So the solution was to charge customers for brand new passenger doors. Seriously, the Ferrari has. I love <laughs> the, balls. the contempt for their customers that that company has is amazing. It's great. Aston Martin is the same way, I think, but it's very, very funny. I think Ferrari's worse. I know a guy. So wait, if you can yeah. get a four fifty six that isn't a hunk of shit for like sixty grand, should you? Yeah, for sixty for sure. Where, where, what? Le- you know, I, I don't know about you, but I think you probably agree with me that we like to value a car on what the driving experience is. You know, and what do you what? How much is that? What is that driving experience? I've driven a 550 for comparison, and I think a 550 is a $150,000 driving experience. Yeah. A 456 does not have that driving experience. <laughs> a 456 a four five six has a better driving experience than my old DB7 GT. Okay. DB7 GTs are not great. They look great. They look great. They look really good, but they don't... And, until you touch them. Right? Yeah. Like, you sit in that... I mean, you know, you have a Mark One Vanquish. Yeah. You sit in there and you're like, as much as I love this six-inch wide Volvo valet button <laughs> that's in here for no reason. <laughs> I know what you mean. I got some Volvo. I got some, yeah. some Jag in there. Yeah. I think we had the same some radio. Some second-gen Focus. Yeah, <laughs> what is second-gen... I don't know if I have second-gen Focus. I have... The Vanquish is a lot of Volvo and Jag, though. So do you remember... All right. We both got, like photographic memories for old road and track uh yeah so there was an ian cullum designed but never produced car that was like in road and track around the time the db7 gt came out okay and it was like this foreshadowing of the vanquish it was like the project vantage or something i don't i um, um hmm i don't can remember look, can you can, Timmy, can you google uh ian callum 1997 aston martin Project Vantage. 1997. Project Vantage, huh? I will probably remember when I see it. Um, Beautiful deep green. Do you ever, have you met Ian Callum? He's a lovely gentleman. I, I have met him once. That's Is the that car. it? That's the car. And this That's one, a Vanquish. That looks just like a Vanquish. That's basically a Vanquish's body. If you zoom in a bit, Tim, on the interior, I think the interior is more... Con- yeah, the interior is very concepty. I wish my fucking Vanquish got that interior. Right. The roof is pinched in a bit, right? Isn't so, the real Vanquish this roof This is wider? like a little Zagato-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that yeah. I look, the edges are a little cr- more the hit, creased. The hit, well, the it's hips more, are super roundy. It's, it's a like little tighter. XK, XKSS-ish. But that's definitely the Vanquish concept car. Yeah. 100%. Very yeah. neat find. I love your fucking nerdiness, dude. Sorry. And thank you for sending me that Vanquish brochure. I don't know if I ever Luso. formally thanked you for... Oh, the Lusso brochure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no worries, man. You sent me the, uh, the, 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 the new Ferrari Lusso brochure, which is like this big. I got to bring it in. It's in the kitchen. Whoa, cool. 
it's that's, cool. It's like a record album. Their new brochures are like weird. <laughs> it's huge. That's um, really cool. That project. What's it called? Project Vantage. Yeah, I think it was called Project Vantage. And uh, that green was never offered, but I think it's a very handsome green. Yeah, it looks like the F type green, kind of. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. The um, do you know what? I, my favorite that the six liter V twelve that was in the Vanquish and as well as is, continues to today was in a, a concept car that Ford made called the Indigo. Huh. Remember that? No. Pull up a picture of the Ford Indigo concept car because it basically it, it looks like a sort of conceptualized aerial atom with a fucking V twelve in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Look I, at that. I do I remember mean, this. Yeah. It was such a absurd. I mean, how do you even describe it? It's open wheel, open cockpit, prowler ish. Prowler-ish with like a crazy wings happening. It's a Prowler F1 car. Yeah. It's like it's Prowler kinda... by Radical. And that, they actually, th that car was a runner. Hmm. A magazine tested that. It, it was actually a runner and a mag, I, I think it was Road was and Track. Nuts? I think it was Road and Track. I don't remember. It was from like the, the early or middle 90s, but that was a car that drove to the point where, I don't know if they did an instrumented test, but like they drove the car. Do you think and, it uh, was a real V12, or do you think it was? It two was because v it's the V12. It's this the one that ended up in us, or was it two V6s with a common crank? I think it was a handmade version of the of engine the later that six became liter. in yeah. became the six liter. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, it's it's a. Was that what 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 magazine is that, Tim? That was Mo it. Motor Trend. It was Motor Trend. Okay, cool. Yeah, but they fuck. I think they drove it. Huh. Such a weird and cool car, and I think it ended up in a video game. As well, I think you're right. It was in. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I don't even remember what video game it was, but I know. It was, it was and we're cool. only allowed to say one brand video game anyway. Not anymore. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> 2018. We can talk about any video game we want. Big fans of Rad right. Racer. Uh, right. it, yeah. it was a game like that that it was in. It wasn't like a real racing game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Uh, what else? Uh, what else is going on in the world right now? What? So okay. So we've got the crazy Jag, the truck. Truck. This semi-secret 911. 911. How build, many yeah. of yeah. your 911s do you still have that have gone through? You have 17 that have gone through the door. Yeah. Right? Like, do you have zero right now than the project? So I'm counting like stuff my name has been on the title. So we're including like family collection here, um, which is like big. Um, There's a big family collection. Big family is it in collection. Chicago. Uh, between Chicago and Seattle, it stretches oh. the entire distance. <laughs> it's a building. Yeah. There's there's a hangar. Oh really? Lovely. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah, totally. All right. Um, but <laughs> includes like, yeah, like X Works 935 race car, like oh, like a real like heavy other hitter stuff, shit. other yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, stuff I drive and like, I actually did. We had a 996 GT3, and I actually bought. It's probably terrible to admit on a recording but i actually bought a 996 at the time that i never drove i never even saw the 996 that i in theory owned uh-huh but i bought it just to get plates to put on the gt3 <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly so that could be like a thing you could have done yeah at the time could have been yeah just like the guys that allegedly um had and you know had Enzos and then got FXXs and then put <laughs> the Enzo plate on the FXX. I saw uh, actually saw that a lot in Miami. It was really really douchey. If you want if you want to talk like next if you want to talk like next level weird Ferrari stuff. Um, so most people I think in the car community at this point know 
that people who had those early 918s, as part of the deal, pretty much with Porsche, got 911R orders. And oh, a lot is that how? Is that yeah. your, that was your first? Your uh, your first in line. And the really friendly people with Zirfenhausen also got matching. Some people got matching trailing VINs on oh, their 918s really? and 911Rs. Um, some people were really pissed off Porsche by then flipping their 911R, right? Because mm-hmm. Porsche's like, oh, we just did you a favor, gave you this cool car to go along with your supercar, and you flipped it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, notice Aston's not like, oh, some people flipped their Toyota IQs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. They're I mean, happy they did. Like, right. please take the Aston badge off. Yeah. Um, but what people don't know is, so a friend of mine has an F50, and that was his dad's and his dad ordered it was the original owner and they had a racing team and so the deal with f50 is just crazy to me was oh you race you're a privateer racer for ferrari if you order a 333 sp you get to order an f50 okay and we'll match the chassis number on the 333 sp to the F50 VIN. Okay. So a lot of those matching sets still exist, apparently. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you were rich enough to buy and race a 333 SP, you're probably rich enough to, to never to sell it. To hang on to your To F50 hang on to both. For your companion car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, 333 SP is an open cockpit race They're car. kick-ass. That shares much of its drivetrain with F50. It's one of the best-sounding race cars in history. I think Agreed. I saw one... Two million? I think I just saw one go for two million. That's, oh, that's, that's believable. A, it's uh, like a radical with a fucking yeah. V12 in it. There's basically. a video of a guy running yeah. one of these at Laguna, uh, and I think he also lets his kid drive who's pretty young, and they're just it's just fast as fuck. It's fast as The fuck. spares package is insane. The original spares package that came with the car. Like, it's clear Ferrari intended people to race the crap out of these. Do they, what do they have a one make series or no? What are no. They, what series did they run in? I I don't think there was a dedicated series for them ever. But they did. They raced. Really? Yeah. What series? I mean, that looks they, like a pro, uh, like an LMP three car. Or something. Can you That's look insane. up? Can Tim? You look up what series they raced in? I should feel like I should fucking know this. I feel like it was like WSC, like World Sports Car World or. Challenge? It'd be too fast for World Challenge. Maybe World Challenge. I don't. It's definitely like a endurance racing series. I think they raced at Le Mans. I think. Wow, that's I don't a know. nutty car. It looks so good. It's it of course like aged really well too. Yeah, like of course everyone else can make you know yeah. radical and all these other people can make a car that looks like that. But when Ferrari does it, it just looks it looks better. Well, it looks a little bigger than a radical, so it's it's I don't know, it's way it's bigger. Still, I mean, if you think bigger. about if you look at look at the distance between the cockpit and the base of the wing support. So the base yeah, of the wing far. support is on top of the gearbox. So Damn. that distance is the length of the V12. Right. It is bigger. And then, now and then that the wing goes it, way yeah. back. But it, yeah, it's but still, that's similar, similar, similar design. For sure. But now that you mention it, it is that added length that does give it, you know, some extra. It makes it that feel the, serious. That in the yeah. windshield. That that curved windshield, <laughs> like Can Am, gangster yeah, intake yeah. above your head. That's, so pimp. that's bananas. Yeah, Tim, do you, do you happen to find what series they raced in? Not yet. Real fast car. I wonder what Ooh. it's eligible for now. Well, there's Pebble one. Beach, you know, yeah. historics for that's, sure. That's got a racing livery. Probably good. There's stuff. probably Goodwood. That Momo you know? car is like the well-known car. Yeah, that. 
Um, very fucking cool. Wait, cool. your dad has one of those? No. Oh. <laughs> that would be pimp. I actually do, I pimp. do know two people who do have them. That's cool. Um, it ran and won the 12 hours of Sebring. Okay. I imagine that's, that's not what that's you're thinking. That's serious racing. No, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, serious racing. But I'm, I'm wondering if that, what, depending on what year it was, it wasn't like American Le Mans series or... It says it debuted in 1993. ALMS didn't exist yet. Yeah. It's whatever ALMS was before ALMS. Tudor, maybe. Tudor sports car. Uh, one guy ran one. This guy Moretti's most remembered for his Ferrari 333. Uh, he raced in the 98 Rolex 24 at Daytona. Yeah. Um, yeah. And won, apparently. Well, I, all right. It's endurance. Yeah. It was yeah. endurance, endurance racing. racing. Whatever yeah, they call it. Series endurance, of time. Whatever it was at the yeah. time. Yeah. Fucking cool. great. If you ever get to to go to Pebble Beach or Goodwood and see them yep. race, it is the, the sound that comes out of those cars is ne- so next level. It's the best. To- totally agree. Pebble, the Pebbles best. worth it. I think it is. Yeah. Pebbles a good time. Don't if you if you, it's like. I will say this: if Goodwood's you, worth doing once. Did oh do you festival speed or revival? Which is the one that you would I, go to? I would do festival speed. Yeah, yeah. Just because you can stand there and just see. Yeah, you just. I mean, if you're, and if you're with people who aren't that into cars, they get to see like stuff that excites them. Mm-hmm. It's better for someone who's casually into yeah, cars and not yeah. like super nerd. Pebble's tough if you're not a super nerd. Like I brought mm-hmm. Hannah and she enjoyed it, but it was. I think you can do. It. I what think you the do fuck it once is that? Every... <laughs> Whatever that is, that's oh, a guy. That's a it's, an yeah, stunt, juke. it's a juke on two wheels going up the hill at Goodwood, like a boss. That guy drove the whole thing in that way. I'm yeah, sure. legit. That's what it looks like. What is the big deal? I do in G wagon all the time. <laughs> yeah, those guys are crazy. <laughs> those guys are crazy. On the highways, not professional stunt drivers. Yeah. like yeah, this is what I do with my free time. You know. But you would say festival speed over Goodwood if you're only going to do one over uh, over Revival if you're only going to do one. I feel like if you aren't a hardcore car person, Revival feels like car larping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because period correct dress. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I like the racing in it. I think the racing is crazy. Oh, for and sure. I love that about it. Um, whether when you know some of the cars are replicas, some aren't replicas. I mean, the, the racing is nuts compared well, to. Friend, I mean, a, fr- a friend of mine. I I got to, not as part of the event, but as sort of an aside to the event, got to uh, take out a friend's DB6 Superliger last time I was there, and that is a very impressive car. I I think I would own it over a DB5, which is saying a lot. I just drove a DB5 and it was great. Yeah, really nice. All those cars are great. Yeah, it was. It sounded good. Had nice torque. It was. Yeah. It was bitching. Gearboxes are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted. I looked. There's a dealer by my my pops's place that had a really nice DB6 Vantage, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then those are the price. <gasps> Jesus, like they are so expensive. They're real money. Wow. They're real money. Like. Yeah. This one was only maybe like a seven. It was like good, not great. And he wanted seven hundred thousand dollars. I was like, oh Jesus! But okay, I'll put this I'm, down now. I'm not surprised. Take my tail and walk. That's the shit. That uh, that was a uh, that is not the uh, shit. Yeah. No, that's the DB5 uh, DB5, or DB5 shooting DB5 break. Shooting break. That yeah, is unattractive. Do you know who uh, worked on that car? Matt Figliola of AI Design, who uh, has appeared huh? on the podcast before in Tuckahoe, New York. He is a genius. Um, I lo- go listen to that podcast. This guy is, he's uh, he's just one of those low key DL geniuses. He's, he's the guy who prepped Alex's run car, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. He has built many, many interesting cars that you've heard of, and a lot more, even more interesting cars that you will never hear about. I will download that because I was not there for that. But that is not a. You don't like the me. wagon, no. the DB DB five shooting brake? No. 
So I'm a fan. So let's all right. Let's spend like a minute on this. Why? Why did the two door wagon die? There are tons of sexy two door wagons. Um, I think people. I think at some point the car companies decided that if you're gonna have a really usable back seat, you should just have fucking doors there. I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the two door SUV. Yeah, you know, exactly. Lasers and uh, yeah, you know, and it, it's. It, I think it seems silly to be, you know, to be if, really doing the. If the, the car's purpose is to have this, you know, functional space of cargo and people, mm-hmm. every, like my dad had a P eighteen hundred ES. The back seat was tiny, man. Sure, like, yeah. I, I at age seven had to sit side saddle on the back seat. So it's a pretty car, though. It's a good looking car, but it, like yeah. it's very impractical for even for carrying tiny children in. And yeah, if you're gonna get a wagon, like I might as well get four doors and have some space. I, I hear you, but at the same time, I'm like most Americans have like three empty seats in their car all the time. True. Yeah. Right. So like, if you're gonna own an Escalade and be the only person in it, which is like half of L.A., then Range Rover. Well, and now two door Range Rover. I just saw that. Yeah. Two- yeah. Well, that, there we go. You bring it around yeah. to answer your own question. Range Rover to the rescue. Two door Rovers coming. Yeah. Well, you can get, you can get, I had a two-door Evoke press good, car, too. which I liked and everyone else hated, but I liked my two-door Evoke. No, Tim, not that. There it is. Look at that. I think that I might mean, be I, a photo I shop. think you are correct. Yeah. Like, the cars look great. And like, like my car, I have stuff in the back seats a lot or the, you know, yeah. three empty seats. But I think if you're building the cars and selling them, the number of people, the take rate on a two-door versus four-door wagon probably had to be tiny. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just, a, it's this, like, manual's going away. It's just. At a, certain, demand, at a certain point, they start doing math. They, right. they went away when they, they really started doing math. Are there well, are psychedelics there cars? in the 70s? Those went away for a little bit, and yeah. then they started doing math more. Yeah. Like, are there cars you think about where you're like, the wagon's the one to have? Oh, yeah. 100%. CTSV, last gen, wagon is the one to have. E63, the wagon mm-hmm. is the one to have. Like B5 RS4. Yeah, absolutely. S4 absolutely. and RS4. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, even uh, the E30. Yeah. I'm a big E30 Volvo 850R. By the way, in V70R live in, live in London. All the like footballer, like millionaire footballer dudes, hundred mm-hmm. percent drive RS6s. Oh, it's that's like, a good one too. It's like the car RS6 Avant. They're really yeah. awesome. Great car. Yeah. I mean, Hannah and I Beast. just went across Europe in the S7, which is yeah. very very similar. Yeah. yeah. And it was spectacular. Perfect car for transiting across Europe. Totally. I great. mean, if your job is to show up places. That have Autobahn leading to them and play soccer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. nothing better. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. JF had the better uh, choice than me though. JF actually rented an because I looked in sport sedans in the sixth rental department. JF was smart. He looked in wagons, so I got the S7, but he got the S6 Avant. So um, he actually had the better move, but that's because he was smarter to look at the wagons. Yeah, but he did camera gear and everything also. He had camera. Yeah, no, yeah. It was, we didn't need any more space. It was yeah. fine. But I still just would have rather fun. had the wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where's your favorite place to drive, Carl? You're a globe trotter. Where do you like driving? Um, great question. I there's a road in the Congo that no one ever uses. <laughs> it's got the uh, best. All right, you guys got to go there. Um, so a couple things. I love. I mean, these are not going to be popular because they aren't in LA, I guess. But no, um, I wasn't asking LA globally. But I, uh, I love the road to Snoqualmie Pass outside Seattle. Oh yeah, if you have a sports car and, uh, you know, even in the spring and fall, I mean, if the pass is open or you got snow tires on nine eleven or whatever, beautiful, beautiful place. 
Um, or you can drive up to, uh, all the way up to Snoqualmie Falls and whatever, or across Stevens Pass. That's where, that, those uh, are all... Dirtfish Rally School is huh. in Snoqualmie. Yeah. You could those... do a two for one. There you go. Those, those are all beautiful, uh, roads. Uh, have you ever done Bear Claw Highway in Montana? No. People keep telling, that's the one that people TJ. keep telling us to do. TJ, to- totally uh, worth- TJ Fry was just on the show and saying that that was the one. Yeah, yeah, totally worth it. I, I actually, a friend and I, when we got our GT3 RSs, shipped them to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Stayed at, stayed in Coeur d'Alene for the weekend and then drove back east through Montana. That's a beautiful drive. How um, long is that drive? I'd budget two days for it. Okay. If you really want to do the whole thing. Oh, yeah. look at that. Is two that day, it? Two days from Fuck Coeur d'Alene is... to the road or for from... No, basically, as soon as you get that to the Montana border, you hit Bear Claw Highway, um, and it is it's six fifty something. Is the anyway? You can look it up the interstate number or whatever. But um, absolutely crazy scenes sometimes from both sides of the road. Um, there are pieces of granite that are like the size of a aircraft carrier. Sticking out of the side of the, the size of an aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, some some of these are, you know, it looks like a nature diving board. You can walk out two hundred feet, three hundred feet onto these things, and there's just nothing underneath and there's you. Nothing underneath. It's Whoa. crazy. So cool. And all the stuff Ooh. was like carved out by glaciers, you know, millions of years ago. What is the perfect car for the Bear Claw Highway if you don't have GT3 RS money? Um. I mean, it's not crazy handling. It's pretty high-speed stuff. You need. I feel like you need something with good sound to bounce off those walls. Yeah. Know? I feel like you so want something with a good engine. Something with a good V8. Car. Small yeah. V8. Yeah. Like an RS4 convertible. <laughs> no. V7 RS4 convertible. Uh, They're I'm, rare. I'm not going there. I know they are. They're sweet. No one likes those? All I have right. a bad taste. When I was a valet, a, a girl pulled in with one of those, and I was like, whoa, cool, RS4. And she was like, yeah, I got it because I like the interior. And I was just like, poof. So. At least you could drive stick. They only came in stick. Yeah, I mean, you want to do a budget pull? I mean, I that's would... a good section right there. Look at that. Ooh. Yeah, that's it's a that's like, a real quality section right there. It's like you want to do a budget pull? I don't know for for fifty grand for something that's reliable enough to take on that trip, right? And fun enough and makes the right kinds of noises. According to Matt Farrer, what do you buy? Nine nine six turbo. Wrong sound for me. Nah. Huh? Eh, Corvette, uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I go fit for 50? E92, E92 M3. M3. E92 M3 sedan. M3 sedan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Possibly. I think, or, yeah, or CTSV wagon manual. Yeah, something like that. CL63? Yeah, there you go. There's a good one. Yeah. A nice, a nice big cruisy Merc. I yeah. could get, I just saw a. Uh, like 2008, 2009 CL65s at Barrett oh, going yeah. for like the low 20s. Oh, yeah. Those, those cars depreciate <laughs> like sushi. Somebody, <laughs> some, that's a good line. Somebody just sent me a picture of like a S500 they bought, like an O2. Okay, I bought this as a project car and like the air suspension was fully blown out. I was like, oh, good luck. It's a rough used car, man. That car will that car will beat your fucking. We gotta convert up. the air suspension to something else. Yeah, they have like, this thing called money. a strutomatic now. 
Huh. They did, which is a, a you know you, standard you strut replacement. Oh, okay. Standard standard strut replacement. I, I can't yeah. believe the word omatic is still attached to things. I think it they, it's feels... the same kit you can get on a Range Rover. I think they have it's they replaced the air suspension on yeah. old. It just sounds like it was made by the Easy Bake that have yeah janky ass HSEs. There's a dude who I know, Sam. He lives right up the road from me. He came to Radwood, who has like the mintest '97 HSE. It's like a special edition of some kind. I don't. I don't. It's not like the Holland and Holland edition, but it's like some something like that. Uh-huh. And it has the picnic kit in the oh, back. Yeah. Like no, the whole, no, for the sure. Whole oh, that's to right. Do. That guy was parked next to us. Yeah, that yeah. is Sam, and it's the it is the the last nice one of those on Earth. Oh, Jesus, Zach. Oh, can you hear that? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know there. Were, you know there was a weird period in Range Rover history where they made because they made the four liter mm-hmm. and then the four point six, and they were still making the Range Rover Classic at the same time. At the same time. Yeah, ninety five. Like yeah. ninety five, beginning of ninety six. They're they're a strange company. I'm you know, I'm stoked with where they're at now, minus the Evoke convertible, which yeah. I could do without. No, I think Tata is doing a great job with both those brands. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you do you know the story behind the Holland and Holland thing? I mean, I know what it is. Is there a, is there a story that needs to be told behind it? By educate me if you know it. Um, I know part of it. So. You know, there are these three big French luxury houses, right? So you got LVMH, Hermes, Chanel. Uh-huh. And Chanel has this whole attitude. So I went to a meeting in Paris where Chanel execs there. And they they had a picture of a guy and a girl speeding along in a black Range Rover. And they're like, this is our target market. And they're like, we already own... Her spending, the chick in the passenger seat, right? I love that statement. Right? We own her spending. We, we just need to own this guy's spending. And then they had this chart that was mind-blowing of brands that they either own or would aspire to purchase. Okay. And so, anyway, shortly after that, Chanel bought Holland & Holland. Oh, Chanel owns Holland yeah. & Holland? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they own a bunch of other like male-centric luxury brands to try to capture... That like, is very funny. This is really interesting. Oh. Wait, that Tim, that's a Bentega. Yes, I- and this is a $32,000 picnic option. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Did you just search picnic option? That's Pim. Is that <laughs> like an electronically nice. chilled champagne it's really, area? Can you zoom in on what's actually in that picnic option? Can we see it? Uh, I see, oh, two champagne bottles. Right? Is that is this, are those the I champagne think, flutes I think in the middle? Glasses in the center. I'm I'm glad we zoomed in. I thought that was a, I thought that was like a watch rinding rack. <laughs> Probably <laughs> a, a blanket of some kind on the right. right. And uh, for all your Bentley by Breitling shit. Yeah. <laughs> and a flip open quilted leather seating. Uh, oh wait, actually, awesome. champagne flutes are next to the bottles. So I'm not sure what's in the center. Probably silverware. Silverware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crystal. That's, that's, I mean, that's real pimp. Is it? It looks like it's motorized it too. Is. The tray, right? The, the tray comes, The whole thing comes out and becomes a table. I bet. So there was a on, there like, was a concept car. Can you get the Holland and Holland Range Rover? So there there was a concept car called the Avantismo that was supposed to be like the ultimate Audi wagon. Do you I remember, remember this? this? I do remember this. It had some really interesting. Avantissimo. It was like an A eight like wagon. Yeah. And had some really interesting features, uh, including. If I remember correctly, the floor of the wagon part was like a conveyor belt. 
So you could load stuff and send it. Oh in. yeah, and send wow. it in. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which seemed actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, they put a treadmill really in the car. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. Clever. I mean, if you can have an Odyssey with a vacuum cleaner in it, why not? Yeah, right? Still weighs less than a Challenger Hellcat wide-body. <laughs> and that way you don't have to like lift something far into the thing, hurt your back, all that kind of stuff. Right. Wait, yeah. can forget the Range Rover. Can you find that the Audi Avant? I think it's I think Avantissimo. Avantissimo. I think yeah, Avantissimo. I think this was they when must have uh, worked with touring or something, right? No, I think this was back when Jajara was their in-house oh, really? people, right? Oh, man, zero Ooh. results on Google. Probably spelled wrong. Uh, you missed <laughs> yeah. the, you missed the end. Avant- Avantissimo. Um, oh, there it goes. Because wasn't because Etel designed? Oh, these, look at that! Yeah. yeah, what a sexy motherfucker that is. That well, headlights are weird, but that is it's pretty forward it's look, bold. Pretty forward-looking. Good-looking mm-hmm. car. What year was this designed in? That looks like before the A6 got round, right? Yeah, it's 01. Oh, no, this was... No, this was... They had the A6. The A6 was already round. It was when they were transitioning. It was still a little bit geometric round. I remember that, yeah. Uh, Look at that. Big square lights in the back for everything. Yeah, there you go. Wow. It's very pretty. I don't see a motorized floor. I don't think that's... But that... I think that may be a different... No, no. Look, the whole tailgate is out. Oh yeah, look you're at that. right. Wow. It's a split rear, like the Range Rover. That's pimp. So it's not. It's yeah, not you can load it from the side and then. That's pimp. That's cool. The V Dub camper vans where the whole fucking back slides out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gangster. I wonder what Sheik owns that thing. <laughs> and never drives it. Never. It's in the back of Birdman's garage. I like. Uh, do you think he really has that Maybach? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's bullshit, right? I, I think it's bullshit. Remember that? The Maybach, the Accelero concept mm-hmm. that was like the coolest looking car ever made. Yeah. And apparently Birdman bought it for $8 million. But he, that he, was the word. He, he does have the, super, the, the Superman G-Wagon. <laughs> he does. That, that I actually have seen cruising around Atlanta. What? The red one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Maybach. Does that have a real plate on it? No, no, it's not. Can you find thing. any picture with Birdman actually driving that? I don't think. I I think it's bullshit, dude. I don't think he actually bought it, but apparently, the word was he paid eight million bucks for it. But I don't even think Merce- Mercedes could legally sell that. Right, that be the not thing. as a street car. No, um, they could sell it on bill of sale, but like you'd sell it like they sell the Vulcans. Yeah, bill of sale, right? right? Yeah. It's a race car. Yeah. Apparently, some shop Crazy. converted a Vulcan to street use. They just rebodied a DB9 with the Vulcan bodywork. No, I, they took an actual Vulcan and did some things. To, I did, it was a it was like a <laughs> they, ten minute video. They motorexed it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. <laughs> let let me know how that works out when the EPA shows up. I didn't want to watch the video, and no one fucking wrote a summary. I don't, you know, I don't watch video. You don't. You're you're like we don't. Have, we're busy people. We don't have time to watch videos on the internet. So what's next for you, Carl? Before we wrap, oh, do we have actually? Do we have a couple questions from Facebook? Not really. Everyone just really likes your Jaguar. Oh, and that was like there was five comments for that. It was like I love that car. Oh, like, okay. Carl's a man of mystery. Cool. Yeah. What's next for you, buddy? What's next? Build the nine eleven. Uh, I really. This might be the year I finally buy a Mira SV. I've uh, I've been I've been in the market. Casual drop. Yeah. I've been in the market for like five years. I could have bought. I mean, you know what the market's done. I could have bought one. How many SVs are there? There's not very many. There's not many, but I don't like the S. What's wrong with the S? I'm I, I'm not into the eyelashes thing and the whatever. Oh, the SV loses the eyelashes, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, Look can we pull that. up a picture of Mirror? Look SV? at yeah. that. In that um, me- metallic mint green color. That's good. 
It that, really, you see that Montreal has some connection to that, right? Yep. The Gandhi yeah, yeah, design. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, like a subtle, flowy you know, curve to it. It's not too steep. I'll yeah. tell you what, where the, the Montreal really looks like the mirror is, the is from inside. When you're sitting in it, they look they're they're a lot more similar. It's yeah, the view funny. out the out the windshield is kind of same. Wait, so I mean, what's like, wrong? With that's like the boyhood like dream, and I'm like, okay, I'm finally in a place where like I could buy a mirror. Other than if you can, the do. eyelashes is there a difference? I mean, I mean, there's more power and etc. But yeah, I mean, they're they're better built. Oh, they're better built. They're like detectively better built. Um. As far as what else is next, uh, we're building Haystack, which is a cool new search oh, engine yeah, company. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about That's that. That's all right. Do you want to plug it? Don't worry about it. No, uh, it's just for a little we'll Haystack, do it for a we're just at sign Haystack on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, we're building really cool search engine tech, and just because it's Matt's show, I'm going to say this. If you search for porn in the past week, you probably used our technology. Um, yeah, I saw, no, I went to, uh, when I went it, to Haystack, it's like, we're used by Pornhub. I'm like, great. I'll <laughs> so, take that. It's a huge company. Porn adopts tech first. It's funny. So, yeah, we've we've been building really cool stuff, uh, mostly for audio and video libraries. And, uh, yeah, I started a search engine startup years ago, had some good luck, got some backing from Google and whatever, worked out really well. And now we're taking another run at it with some new technology and some new people. And I'm really excited about it. So, yeah, we're at sign Haystack on Twitter and we're haystack.ws if you still go to websites and uh, thanks yeah no, full disclosure I'm technically on the advisory board I think Matt is one of our advisors yeah so we I haven't been asked to do anything so we, <laughs> we're trying to get a, that, that's the best gig, that's why right? it still works that's the best gig yeah no we've tried to get uh, people who are content creators as well as people who are content curators onto the advisory board so we have current or former executives from Twitter, YouTube, Pandora, Facebook, um, learning how they handle their content and making sure that we're doing a good job with it. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's next. Um, figuring out the final bits of ordering a 718 GTS for Hannah as a oh, daily. That would be great. So, yeah, I think that will be a fun daily. Probably PTS Mexico. Mexico um, blue? Yeah. Mexico blue is a good color. Yeah. Yeah. If not, uh, the is it Miami? What's the Miami blue? Miami blue is even brighter. Miami blue is really bright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, have you looked into, is it Dalmatian? It's Dalmatian blue, right? Oxford blue is also called Dalmatian blue. Huh. It's badass. All right. It's well. very deep and rich. Is that right? Dalmatian blue? Oxford, sorry, Oxford blue 911, Tim. Is that correct? That's it. Oxford blue. This one? This one. No, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a lovely yeah, that's color. That's a nice color. It's a lovely color. Um, thanks, Carl. You bet. Appreciate thanks for it. having me. Thanks for coming down. This has down. been fun. This is very fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to do. We'll have you again next time on the watch show. Because that's a whole <laughs> other. We you, you you brought watches and you're like we can talk about watches. Like we can't talk about watches in this room. That's we have okay. to go in that room for that. Right, audience. Well, you're also killing the content for the other show. You know. I know. Right? I yeah. need to double dip every you're, time. You don't <laughs> blow your watch. Right? Pre run that stuff. Double yeah. dip all the way through. Thank you, cool. buddy. Thanks for Smoke having me. Smoke entire podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. I did. I went out and got my own watch and listen podcast, which is now available at Shout Engine, iTunes. Uh, search watch and listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, and anywhere you get. And how was that process of getting it up to those things? Super fucking easy. Super, like, like within 24 hours of hitting live on the first episode on Shout Engine, I was live on all those other platforms. Awesome. Actually, less. 
12 hours. Within 12 hours, I was live on all those platforms from just, and all I had to do was, for the easiest one was Apple. I had to click one button. And then for the hardest one was Google Play. I had to copy and paste a URL. That was the hardest thing I had to do. Easy. Even an idiot like me can start a podcast on Shout Engine because Hayes started this one. So I, <laughs> I had to start the other one. I was like, oh, no, what do I do? The good news is it's actually easy. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. Cool. Thanks.